This is an ABC podcast. We get breaks every week, two days off on the weekend. Why don't they feel like the breaks that they are? Why don't we come back on Mondays feeling rejuvenated? There are a lot of reasons why it's really valuable to get away from work. Just not working doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting that recovery and rejuvenation. Oh, sound familiar? I'm sure you've had plenty of weekends where you have a long list of things you want to get done. Chores, errands, and yes, even work make their way onto that list. Then all of a sudden, it's Sunday night and you feel like you haven't rested at all. And another work week is right around the corner. Hello. I'm Lisa Leong, and today on This Working Life, how you can better harness the power of your weekend for an energised and productive week ahead. So what makes a good weekend in the first place? So for me, a good weekend has almost no work in it or maybe no work at all. I mean, that's the first thing. The second thing is it's really good for me to do some good physical activity, get out for a run, getting outside, and preferably also getting out to do something. It's an opportunity for my wife and I to reconnect. That really makes for a great weekend. That's Art Markman. I am a professor of psychology at the University of Texas at Austin. I'm also our vice provost for academic affairs. And tell me about this idea of your weekend containing no work, as you said up front. Why is that, Art? There are a lot of reasons why it's really valuable to get away from work. One of them is that you might think that you have to stay on top of all the work you're doing all the time. And this is the valuable lesson that you actually don't. If you let the whole weekend go by and you don't do any work, you'll still take care of everything you need to do starting Monday morning, and you'll actually be refreshed to do it. On top of that, a lot of times the work that you do really drags you down into the weeds. You spend your time focused on, I've got this particular task I've got to do. And one of the beauties of getting away from work is, for one thing, you forget some of the details, which is actually valuable. Forgetting is a feature, not a bug. It gives you an opportunity to, to rethink the problem that you're struggling with. Sometimes you come up with really great novel solutions to things you're struggling with because you've gotten away from it for a while. And it actually de-stresses you a little bit. Because when you're constantly focused on the work you're doing, one of the things that happens is you begin to think this is the most important thing in the world. And then if you go home for the weekend and you don't do anything about it and the world continues to spin on its axis, you realize, you know what, it may not be the most important thing in the world. It's important that it gets done but let's put it into perspective. And sometimes that can remove a little bit of the stress and anxiety around some of the things that you've been struggling with. And all of that makes you better able to hit the ground running on Monday and it it leads to a better week. Uh, I have heard people say that I just want to do just that little bit of work so that I'm not completely behind by the time I hit Monday. Just check my emails, maybe for a couple of hours on a Saturday, that'll make me feel better. What's your response to that? 
Well, I think you have to wean yourself off of it a little bit too. If you're used to spending several hours doing some work on the weekend, trying to go cold turkey is going to make you feel like you've got these cravings. So, so you might want to back off a little bit slowly. But I think the thing to remember is that you're going to feel behind on Monday morning no matter what happens. There's going to be a long to-do list. That's what Monday mornings are about. And so that extra time that you spend on the weekend it's not going to solve anything because most of those emails you answer, if other people are working on the weekends, they're going to answer those emails back to you. And then you're just going to have a response on Monday morning. So you're not actually making your life that much easier. And unless there is a crazy deadline where you absolutely have to get work done, then let it go. And the fact is, if every single weekend there's some deadline on Monday, that's the point where you've got to sit down with your supervisor and say, you know what, I cannot have so much responsibility that I am never allowed to have any downtime. Art points out that if you work too many hours in a day and then work weekends, you actually end up being inefficient at work. You spend a lot of time doing what I affectionately call fake work. You start Googling stuff and reading things that aren't really relevant to your work. So you're at your desk, but you're not really working at your desk. And I think it's important to get away so that you can develop a lifestyle in which you work when you're at work and you don't work when you're not at work. How much time do we need off? Do we need two days in a row, especially for those who might not work a normal sort of seven-day week with five days on the weekdays and then the weekends off? There are three types of time off you need to think about for the year. So one is you need your normal weekends. And, and on those weekends, you've got to do your best really not to check email, not to bring a report home to read, not to do something work-like as often as possible so that you preserve a couple of days for family time, for yourself to do some things, to take care of the household chores that have piled up, and to have a little bit of time where you do really nothing productive. So you need those two-day bits. In addition to that, there are two other things that I recommend. One is every once in a while, take an extra day. So schedule in advance and go away for a long weekend. So take that Friday, that Monday, and go away somewhere and really give yourself a chance to change the venue and reconnect with a loved one or with your family, visit relatives, but do some things that, again, aren't work-related but are a slightly longer time period. What's happening in our brains during this time off work? You know, there's a lot that's happening in the brain. I mean, one of them is that we actually learn things over time. We don't just learn things while we're in the moment. We learn things, you know, sleeping helps you learn. Good sleep is, is crucial for good learning. So you will actually solidify some of the knowledge that you're picking up at work by just getting away from it and sleeping. In addition to that, as I mentioned earlier, you forget some things and that forgetting is actually valuable because it allows you to come back to what you're doing with fresh eyes. Also, sleep separates the emotional content of what you're dealing with from the conceptual content. And so if you've got something at work that's bothering you or a person who's stressing you out, by getting away from work for a few days, you are 
less likely to be reminded of that stress or frustration when you encounter that work or that person again, just because you've slept it off. I mean, people say time heals all wounds. It's actually sleep that heals those wounds. And so vacation time, even even a weekend's vacation does all of that for you by by allowing you to get away from, from the details of what you're doing. And as I said earlier, it also leads you to, to take other perspectives on the work because you've forgotten some of the details. And now you might actually be reminded of something else you know that might help you to, to solve a problem at work. I mean, it's sort of like if you've ever done a crossword puzzle and, and then there's three or four clues that you're totally stuck on and you put the puzzle down and then three hours later you come back to it and suddenly you you remember the answers to some of them, you know, your brain is sort of working behind the scenes on some of this. And so giving your brain that chance to just idle a little bit sometimes allows you to, to remember things that weren't coming to you when you were just focused ruthlessly on the work that needed to get done. Hey, this is Freya from Tassie. I'm a teacher calling you from school camp on Bruni Island. Bet you wish you were here. I'm so excited for the long weekend for Easter because some friends of mine um, are heading up with me from Tassie to Jarvis Bay in the Sydney South Coast and we're going to go to a beach house and cook a lot of delicious things and walk along the beach and sip our rosés and I'm just so looking forward to it because I feel like there's something about getting a bit far away from your home and about physically distant from where your job is and your life is and all of your commitments and your responsibilities and just breaking that connection to have a bit of peace for a few days is, is so important because we kind of go back to that same old routine and house that needs cleaning and jobs that need doing as before. So getting that distance is something that makes me feel really rejuvenated. This is Evan. This is my perfect weekend. I like to wake up and take the dog for a long walk, stop and get coffees, buy a loaf of bread, and then take the opportunity to actually pause. I like to then try and explore as much as I can around my city and get out of the city as much as I can. Little day trips or little half-day trips away, and then filling it full of wonderful walks. Uh, within nature or dropping by a little coastal town just to soak up the salty air. I love to get down to the beach and have a little dip. Uh, and then on Sunday afternoon, started to try and really like reflect on the week coming and write down what my thoughts will be in terms of what I'd like to achieve. Sometimes I notice that I feel a bit flat at times. So it's a really good opportunity for me to take that time to reflect, to get everything out of my head and to just focus on what I can do and what's in my control. And that really helps me feel energized for Monday. So how can we fully embrace the weekend and not just fill it with chores and responsibilities we didn't get to during the work week? You know what I loved about this intervention is that it is so simple and anyone can apply it. This is Dr. Cassie Holmes. And I am a professor at UCLA's Anderson School of Management and author of Happier Hour. Cassie and her team conducted several studies into how we can increase our happiness over the weekend and therefore our happiness and productivity at work. 
taking vacation, it increases creativity. It actually makes people more engaged in their jobs and happier overall. And in this recognition, it's like, okay, it is important. And we would love to explore how we can motivate people to take vacation. But we noted that actually we get breaks more regularly. We get breaks every week, you know, two days off on the weekend. Yet, why don't they feel like the breaks that they are? Why don't we come back on Mondays feeling rejuvenated? And that is what led us to explore how can we make the most of our weekends? And in fact, what we learned is that it comes from treating the weekend like a vacation. So you split the study cohort in half. What did you tell the two groups about how they should approach the weekend? So this was this experiment that we conducted among people who are working full time and who generally do get weekends off. And we gave them a simple set of instructions. We told half, treat this weekend like a vacation. That is to the extent possible, think and behave in ways you would as though you're on vacation. We told the others, treat this weekend like a regular weekend. That is think and behave in ways you would on a regular weekend. And that was it. It was super simple. And then they were left to go spend the weekend however they wanted. And then on Monday, we re-engaged with everyone and we measured their happiness again (laughs) to see whether there was any difference between the two groups. And we found that, in fact, there was. There was a significant difference whereby those who we told to treat the weekend like a vacation were significantly happier on Monday when they returned to work compared to those who treated their weekend like a regular weekend. And they weren't spending any extra money or needing any extra time off work. It was exactly the same. Yeah, right. Because it is no extra time off work. This is the two days of the weekend. And we actually didn't see differences in their spending of money. Now, the question that often comes up is like, why? (laughs) Why was it that the vacationers, you know, quote unquote vacationers were significantly happier? And what's interesting is that it wasn't that they spent their time differently. So we looked at how they spent the weekend and we did see small differences in in ways people spent time. So those in the that treated the weekend like a vacation did spend a little less time on housework and work and they spent a little bit more time cuddling with their partner in bed and eating. But they weren't significant differences. And what's interesting Mm. is that those changes in how people spend their time wasn't what influenced their happiness on Monday. What did was their mindset, which is super interesting. We found that those who treated the weekend like a vacation were more engaged in the here and now. They were more present. And it was that mindset shift, not what they were spending their time on, but how they were engaging in their time. They were more in the here and now. And with that, they enjoyed the time during their weekend more. And then that translated into them feeling happier when they returned to work on Monday. So it was the label of vacation and all the attributes that come with that? Yeah. From this experiment, we sort of found what those attributes are, like what the vacation mindset is. And what's so interesting is that it seems that in our sort of routine of life in the week and our regular weekends, we continue in this like 
go, 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 do mode, where it's all about checking things off the list. The problem is that that's what's that's good because it makes us productive during the work week, but it's bad because that checking off to-do list items translates and carries over into the weekend. Um, so that even, you know, yes, there are potentially household chores, but even social obligations <laughs> feel like obligations. They feel like to-dos as opposed to these, you know, fun activities that you can do. But by treating the weekend like a vacation, it allows people to take a break, to turn off that doing mode and shift into a being mode so that while they're in, you know, engaging in those activities, that they enjoy them more. They're just sort of in the moment, in the here and now. Do you have any anecdotes from participants about what this was like? There was actually in the, both of the conditions, there was uh, a mom that was talking about breakfast on Saturday mornings and in fact, having pancakes for breakfast. So the exact same activity, but when they were describing it, the one that was treating the weekend like a vacation was talking about how she was like, it felt special because it was like on vacation where the family was sitting down at the table and they weren't in such a hurry that they were just, you know, enjoying breakfast as though they were on vacation. Whereas the mom in the regular weekend condition, she felt like it was a to do. It was like, you know, she's like, and I had to make breakfast for my family and, you know, get them all ready to go off to their activities, which again, it's the same activity, pancake breakfast, but <laughs> the, the pancake breakfast that was during the weekend that was being treated like a vacation felt very different. Sometimes, even if we are on vacation, we can get sucked into work and emails, especially if we're glued to the news cycle and our emails as a journalist. Hi, my name's Julia Holman. I'm a journalist and executive producer at Radio National Breakfast. I was on holidays in Malaysia a few months ago and I found that I would just be mindlessly going to Twitter and my work email while I was deep in my holiday. It, it was like a boredom thing. It was almost like, you know how you just can mindlessly eat when you're bored or procrastinating or waiting for something? I was doing that with my phone. And then I was getting sort of sucked into work stuff when I was thousands of kilometres away. So I just deleted the apps from my phone and it was great. And now I do it regularly. Like on a Friday evening, I delete the Twitter app from my phone. I delete my work emails from my phone. And I just give myself that like sabbatical, that break, that Sabbath, whatever, for, you know, 48 hours Sunday night or Monday morning early, I'll switch it back on and just see what hell has unleashed while I've been away. And usually it's nothing that bad and it's definitely nothing that I needed to be across. I feel anxious when I notice that I'm going to these apps as a matter of habit because I'm like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person who's sitting and at the beach on Twitter or on work emails. Like I really... I hate the idea of me being that person, but I am that person if I have access to it. So it's kind of like an abstinence thing. Like it can't be there and me not touch it. It just, it's like the chocolate can't be in the fridge. Like if the chocolate is in the fridge, I'll eat it. If it's not in the fridge, I won't eat it. So just don't buy the chocolate or chuck it out. Same with my apps. Like it's just part of my job, but because it's what I do five days a week, it's a habit. 
And so I have to break the habit with some more, I wouldn't even call it extreme measures, but just sort of a more, you know, I, I can't pretend it's not there. It has to not be there. So Cassie, can we treat every weekend as a vacation? And that's a really good question. And this is where sort of you sort of need to check yourself because part of the effect, I think, is taking the break from a routine. But if you're really good at sort of soaking up and sort of being good about this is my special time and turning it into sort of almost like a ritual as opposed to routine, it makes it more special. And from that, um, you can continue to get the benefits of it. And Cassie, does it help us enjoy our weekend as a vacation if we plan our activities so we don't slip into work mode? Yeah. And actually when I, you know, when folks take staycations, you know, as another way to save money, it is important to get out of the house and to get out of the routine because it is so easy when you're at home to like remember those chores and sort of just to get things done. And so I do think it's helpful when you're treating the weekend like a vacation is plan those activities that are fun that get you out of the house. And, you know, if you look at what research points to as activities that are happy, it involves active leisure and being outside and social connection. So to the extent that you can plan an activity that gets you outside, connecting with friends or family and moving, best case scenario. So, you know, go for a hike, meeting up with friends for brunch, There's so much value from social connection and even the treating the weekend like a vacation affects how we connect with those. So it's like even, you know, if you're meeting up with friends for a brunch, when you're in the treating the weekend like a vacation mindset, you engage more fully, right? Put your cell phones away out of sight, which is really important, actually, because even seeing your phone reminds you of all the things you could and should be doing, and that's distracting. Where So put your cell phone out of sight. You're in your vacation mindset, so that to-do list is quieted. So you're more present and fully engaging in that conversation with your friends. For me, vacation includes, uh, you know, a glass of wine. So like at brunch, I might order a glass of wine and sort of chill out. Um, whereas if I'm in sort of my regular routine, then I wouldn't um, license myself to do that. And I can see now why you wouldn't treat your weekdays as a vacation Yes, me in particular. Yeah, (laughs) that would pose a whole nother set of problems. If we think of the person who might not be using their weekends to switch off, who might feel like, oh, can't spare the time, what could they do to change that? Yeah, it's even more important for those folks who just feel like they can't turn it off. Because when you think about the sort of long-term effects of always being in doing mode, always thinking about what's next, always go, 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 that's where you see burnout happen. That's where you see sort of lack of motivation, lack of engagement at work. And so really, this is about investing in sort of sustainable productivity, if you will, because for us to continue to be productive and motivated, we have to be happy. We have to take those breaks. People who take vacation 
are not only significantly happier and have better relationships, but they are also more engaged in their work. They enjoy their work more. And with that job satisfaction and enjoyment of the work, then you see that continued motivation and productivity. Cassie, can I share something I do with my mindset? So I see myself as an elite corporate athlete. (laughs) So every time I take a break, I call it tapering or recovering. So I feel like I'm doing something proactive so that I'm back with more energy next time. But that's a bit of an embarrassing confession, isn't it? Um, Not embarrassing at all. And actually, this would fall very much into your recovery, that we need those breaks, we need the vacation. And it is as simple as a mindset shift that allows you to recover because just not working doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting that recovery and rejuvenation. Thanks to my guests, to sound engineer Tim Jenkins and to producer Zoe Ferguson, who accidentally buries her phone while gardening on the weekends. This working life is made on the lands of the Bidjigal people of the Darug Nation and the Walradjuri people of the Kulin Nation. Until next time, rest it, baby. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.